Hey, hey, what's good, everyone? You are in the right place. This is episode 65 of the Best Thing Podcast. In this episode, I talk to my dear friend, Mitch Matthews. Mitch is an amazing success coach, entrepreneur, author, podcast host, and more. And we have a powerful and fun conversation about dreams. Specifically, we talk about why people stop chasing their dreams and how they can start dreaming once again. We dig into the difference between dreams and goals, and most importantly, how people can start to make real progress on their dreams. You are going to love this episode. As always, I would love to hear from you. Each week, I send out motivational text messages that people can't get enough of if you want in on the magic, and it is magic. Text me at 310-564-7124. Once again, just send me a text at 310-564-7124, and you are in. This episode is brought to you by my friends at Caldera Lab. Named by GQ as the best natural face serum for men, Caldera Labs The Good is made 100% from plants and is an amazing non-toxic skincare product. I've used The Good for the past couple of years and I absolutely love it. Now look, prior to using The Good, I didn't really have a skincare routine besides washing my face and, and putting on some blue aftershave. Maybe that's why my face felt like a gravel road. However, since using the good, I've noticed that it makes my skin look and feel really smooth and fresh. This is easily the best my skin has ever looked and felt. Plus, the product smells really good. And look, this matters for me because I'm regularly delivering virtual presentations and on Zoom calls, and I want to look and feel my best. So for all guys and all skin types, whether you are tackling dry skin, acne scars, wrinkles, or you just want to invest in healthier skin, this is the one product I would recommend. Some good news. As a special offer to the Best Thing podcast listeners, you can receive 20% off your first purchase of the good. All you have to do is go to calderalab.com and use the discount code Antonio at checkout. Once again, Go to calderalab.com and use the discount code Antonio at checkout for a 20% discount. And best of all, you can try it 100% risk-free. If you don't love it after 60 days, they will refund you in full. All of this information is in the show notes. Okay, let's get to episode 65 of The Best Day. Hey everyone, welcome to the Best Thing Podcast, where I talk to people about the best thing to happen to them that doesn't include the traditional markers of success. I'm your host, Antonio Neves. I'm the author of Stop Living on Autopilot, a speaker and coach. Each week, I bring on a new guest who has a powerful story to tell that will motivate, inspire, and help you see life through a new lens. Now, this week's guest is a dear friend of mine and someone you first heard on episode number four. It was so darn good that I had to have him back. Mitch Matthews has a personal goal of inspiring one million dreams in his lifetime, and he's working towards that on multiple fronts. His weekly Dream Thank Do podcast helps people around the world to dream bigger, 
think bigger and do more of what they were created to do. It's been rated number one by the Huffington Post and is an Apple podcast top 5%. Mitch and his team have also recently launched the Dream Together app. The app helps people get clear on their dreams and connect with others so they can work together to make those dreams a reality. Mitch is also an elite success coach with clients around the world. And guess what? I have been one of them. Bottom line, Mitch Matthews brings unique perspectives of what it takes to get clear on your goals and create more of the life you want to live. Mitch Matthews, welcome back once again to The Best Thing. My gosh, I feel like I could run through a brick wall, man. Just introduce me wherever we go. I feel so much better about myself. <laughs> I love introducing people on this podcast, man. I get so excited I get to have these conversations. And I know at other podcasts, sometimes they do the introduction prior to hearing right. the interview. But for me, it just brings a lot of joy to, to remind myself who I'm about to talk to. So, Mitch, the last time we talked, episode yeah. number four of The Best Thing. Way back in the beginning, baby. Way back yeah. in the beginning, there was no pandemic. Right? Is the that crazy or what? Did not exist. So here's an interesting question I want to start with. Yeah. For you, um, the pandemic caused a lot of challenges for a lot of people, a lot of turmoil. But what I'm hearing you say, what came out of this pandemic for you is this goal of yours to launch 1 million dreams in your lifetime, man. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Isn't it wild? I mean, the pandemic is, you know, I, I look back and, and, uh, you know, my wife is a cancer survivor. You know, Melissa, she's amazing. I'm married up. Um, but my wife is a cancer survivor and she would not wish that experience on anyone. But at the same, you know, in the same way, she would not give it up for anything like that. That experience was one of the hardest seasons we've ever lived through. Uh, but it also, you know, it forged us together. It made her a different, better human being all of those things. And that's kind of, when we look at this pandemic, I have a feeling in a lot of ways, if we, if we look at it from the right perspective, if we can get there, it's been really hard. And there are obviously parts of it that, you know, have been really hard for others. We have, I'm, I'm grateful to say that, uh, you know, we've not lost anybody, you know, immediate relate, you know, relatives, those types of things. But I know a lot of people have lost, you know, loved ones, jobs, all of those things. Uh, we've not had that happen, but it's still, it's been hard for everybody. There's no doubt. But when I look back on this time, you know, challenging times like this cause you to focus. Challenging times like this cause you to look at life a little differently, to realize, you know what? We may not have tomorrow. Like, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to do? What do you want life to be like? And so it did. It just caused us to hammer down and say, all right, wait, what do we want to accomplish before this is all over? Whether we've got, you know, two days, two years, 20 years or beyond, like, what do you want to get done? Yeah, it's interesting as you say that specifically about challenging times. It makes me think something else the pandemic and COVID revealed to me and I think to others is all the things they did not do prior to the yeah. pandemic, yep. the trips they didn't take, the restaurants they didn't go to, oh, the man. conversations they didn't have, the thing that the, the things they did not pursue. And, you know, in my book, Stop Living on Autopilot, I talk a little bit about how the statement of dreams have an expiration date if you don't act on them. Yep. Uh, so it sounds like what you just said about these challenging times, you want to get people to act on their dreams. Yeah. Well, it's one of those, I mean, you know, this it's, it's 
you know, we've had these events, uh, you know, around the country, especially pre-COVID, where we would invite people to come write down their dreams, put them on sheets of paper. We put them up on the walls. We go around, we, you know, see if we could help each other out, all of those kinds of things. And these, these events were amazing from the standpoint that you would see these dreams up in the walls and it would almost be like you were going to the Smithsonian of dreaming, you know, and, and we would have some events that would have 30 people. We'd have some events that would have 800 people, but these dreams would go up and, and you would see just the spectrum of different types of dreams, big dreams, small dreams, and every one of them mattered. I mean, everything from learn how to throw a perfect spiral to go to Paris, right? To um, run with the bulls, to jump out of a plane, to start a business, start a nonprofit. And what I love about that is, is that each one of those dreams, when you would see them on the wall or now when you see them in the app, you say, oh my gosh, each one of those dreams represents a story. Each one of those dreams represents a journey. And I think so often what we wind up doing is we kind of get stuck in the day to day. Right. And I think that, you know, a pandemic in some ways almost feels like you're living, you know, a a scene at a Groundhog's Day where it's the same day over and over. But there's a lot of people that are saying, you know what, even though there are some restrictions on our life and weird restrictions on our life and all of those things, this could still be the time where we could start to pursue things we've wanted to pursue, big or small, for a long time. And maybe some things like travel might be somewhat, uh, you know, more limited. There's other things that we could start. And and what I love about talking about dreams is that so often when we give ourselves permission to start to dream, to start to pursue a dream, we start on a journey. And we don't know where that journey is going to lead us, but so often when we're pursuing dreams, it winds up leading us to just these rich experiences that go way beyond what we could have hoped or imagined. I I agree 100%. And listen, I'm guilty, Mitch, of being one of the people who over the years had stopped dreaming. Uh, That's one of the reasons why it led me to my work with you. And again, for the listeners, Mitch is someone that I I paid uh, to, I invested in to be my coach. In my experience, no one who has accomplished anything of significance did it alone. And a big right. part of our, our work, Mitch, was getting me to start dreaming again because the, that muscle, uh, that part of my brain had atrophy had set in. And look, I'm a coach myself and, and I hear a variety of reasons of why people stop dreaming, stop pursuing their dreams, et cetera. But there's something pretty unique that you said that that gave me pause. So I'm curious to hear your perspective on this. You've said that success, success can cause people to stop pursuing their dreams. A lot of people would say, if you're successful, you're not going to stop it. It's going to be that much easier. But how can success cause people to stop pursuing new dreams? Well, I love that you bring that up and relate. I mean, it's one of those that I think of your story. Like when you came to me and we started talking, you know, about coaching and started to work together, everybody around you would have pointed you as, oh my gosh, what a successful person. Like you were killing it on stage. You were killing it online. Your social media profile looked absolutely amazing. Seriously, you had stages everybody would envy, whether whether you're a public speaker or not. It's like, oh my gosh, Antonio's doing stuff that's so crazy, so amazing. But there was a part of you that was dying. And that's that's what, you know, I only work with successful people. Uh, you know, I always say I work with fun, successful people because I tick off the grumpy people. <laughs> but I work with fun, successful people. And one of the patterns that I see, though, is, is that when you do start to achieve success, what starts to happen for some 
is we start to say, okay, I've started to achieve some success. Now I need to protect that success. Right. And I, and it's, it's one of those things where we start to give ourselves less and less permission to try new things. I like to say we give ourselves less and less permission to become a novice at something, to try something new, to experiment with something. And that can become really dangerous. I think in your book, and again, if everybody hasn't read it, you absolutely, you can even stop this and just go order it and then come back. But I loved what you talked about in, uh, you know, in the book of, you know, when you play the game to win, versus playing the game to not lose, right? And I think a lot of people that are successful start to shift into playing the game not to lose as opposed to win. And and you and I both, I've had seasons where that, you know, that happens within me too of like, oh my gosh, I just need to protect what I've achieved as opposed to trying something new. And that's why, you know, when you start to look at dreams, you know, successful people sometimes will let old dreams become buried or they won't allow themselves to dream new dreams because it might equate to risk. It might equate to having to learn something new. It might equate to actually stretching and, you know, taking something that, or going after something that might in fact not work. Right. And for successful people, it's one thing if you've never had success, ah, screw it. You know, like who cares whether it works or not, but for successful people, there's that temptation of I've got to be successful at everything. Um, but I always say, hey, give yourself permission at least once a year to become a novice at something. Uh, I think I told you uh, last year, one of the things that I started to do and became a complete novice at, and I was not good at all, was something I, I never thought I'd be interested in, which was yoga. Now, I know your bride is just, a, you know, a ninja level, um, but I, you know, it's something I'm not naturally limber. Um I'm, you know, I've, I've kind of poo-pooed yoga to be perfectly honest in the past, but one of my coaching clients is a retired Marine who uh, has had his own yoga studio, developed his own online program, all of those things. And he convinced me, he's like, you need this. And, um, and so I tried it and I was terrible at it, like awful at it. And at the same time, it was amazing, right? Like, and you know, you, you do yoga, right? Like it, it, it is an amazing in and of itself. But I also started to realize like, it's just amazing to give myself permission to really suck at something once in a while, right? Like it allows you to find something new. It allows you to find, you know, those, those different experiences that make life rich. Um, and I can tell you, I will never have my own yoga program, my own yoga studio. Nobody's going to be looking to me for advice on yoga, but that's okay because, you know, we need to have those things as well. Those things where you don't have to be the number one person. You don't have to be the expert. You just learn as you go. And that's what can make life really rich. Yeah, that's great. I love that reminder. A question we can always ask ourselves, are we, are we playing to win or are we playing not to lose? What a right. big difference. I think another way we can frame that is, are we contributing or are we settling, right? That, yeah. That's another great question. Are we contributing in life, in right. our family, in our work, in our community, or have... We settled. It makes me think about folks identifying all the things they stopped doing that got them to where they are. Like you said, you work with successful people. I equally work with these high performers as well. Yep. And it always blows me away. These folks that have these titles like director or vice president, once they get those titles, all of a sudden they stop doing all those things that got them that title. Uh, that's that's yep. another conversation. But one thing right. I have to briefly ask uh, that think about when it comes to you and yoga and I remember when you started that yoga, that, that yoga journey, yeah. I remember one day I was on Instagram and I, I saw a picture of Mitch Matthews on Instagram. It was like at 
5.58 a.m. It was dark outside. You're like, I just yep. finished yoga. And I was like, this guy, already, he just finished a workout and the sun hasn't come out yet. Right. I, was like, I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, let's get to this question right here. And I, w- I want to talk more about this app because I think the app is yes. really revolutionary for a variety of reasons. We'll get there in one second. But for people out there, here you talking about dreaming, Mitch. But again, yeah. as we mentioned, a lot of people, uh, atrophy can set in. Life kind of gets in the yeah. way sometimes. What do you suggest to someone if they don't know where to begin or they don't Absolutely. know what that big dream is? Yeah. Well, I, I love that question because I do think that that hangs up a lot of people, even successful people. It's that, oh, the pressure of what's my big dream? What's that big thing I was put on the planet to do? And we actually encourage people, don't try to focus on one dream, right? I mean, it's it's one of those things that life is rich life, you know, there's so many different things to pursue, so many different things to experience. So, you know, in the app, as an example, we have all these different categories for dreams, because I I know I am a recovering perfectionist. Antonio, I think you're a lot healthier mentally than I am, but I'm a recovering perfectionist. And I know this is one of those things that I used to have this wrestling match with of, you know, not only what is the dream, but what's the big dream? What's the perfect dream? What's the one and only dream? And and you could smell smoke coming out of my ears as I was trying to answer that question. Because, you know, not only was it, all right, what are some of my dreams? But like, what is the one dream? Oh my gosh. Right. But to be able to say, wait, what are some of your dreams or what are some of your dreams in categories? So as an example, in the app, we've got a travel category. We've got an education category. We've got a relationships category. Um, You know, so it's like, okay, what are some things, what are some places I'd love to go? Uh, Who are some people I'd love to meet? What would I love some of my relationships to look like? It's, when we start to look at dreams through the categories, opportunities start to open up to be able to say, okay, what are some of those things that I want to do, big or small? But also it takes some of that pressure off. In fact, you know, it's funny. My podcast is called Dream Think Do. The app is called Dream Together. But I will admit I have kind of a love-hate relationship with the word dream because I don't dream naturally. Like some people think, oh my gosh, you must be dreaming all the time. Like, nah, it doesn't come to me naturally. Like the reason why I pursue this stuff is I have to work at it, right? And I see other people that do that too. There are some people that are like rainbows, butterflies, everything's always perfect, never a cloud in the sky. And that's fine. That's wonderful. God bless them, right? But for me, it's one of those things to be able to say, hey, I don't naturally do this. So how do I do it? And how do I do it better? Because it is important. Because when you look at those people that have changed the world, whether it's changing their family or changing their town or their city or changing literally the globe, it usually started with some sort of audacious dream, big or small. And, And so to be able to say, what is it that allows us to say, all right, what are some of those dreams? Not what's not what the one dream, but to be able to say, what are some of those dreams? And, and in some ways, what, a, another word that we can use is what are some of those experiences? What are some of those things you'd love to experience in life? Another word is achievement. What, what are some of those things you'd love to achieve? What are some of those things that you'd love to see other people achieve? And so as you do that, then all of these dreams start to percolate and, and pop to the top. I love that you say some of those dreams because I think that takes so much pressure off and we can put a variety of them out there as opposed to feeling pressure just to do one. I didn't plan on asking this, but something is pretty interesting as you were talking. And now I'm realizing over the course of listening to your podcast and all of the conversations we've had one-on-one, 
one word I have not heard you say in this conversation or a lot in, I think, our work overall is yeah. the word goal. So uh-huh. is, does, Mitch, does Mitch distinguish between <laughs> dream and goal? Well, that's a great question. I love, we could spend a whole hour on this, right? So I find that the dreaming uh, tends to be that on the side of, well, I'll break it down like this. Dream, think, do, my hope is, is kind of a catchy name, right? Good marketing. But it also speaks to a three-step process that I really believe in. First step is to dream, right? To allow yourself, what are those things I want to experience? What are those things I want to achieve? What are those things I want to do in the world? The second step is to think, right? And to think is to plan. And that is a beautiful thing. But if we start to think too early, if we start to strategize too early, what we wind up doing is oftentimes shutting down the size of some of those dreams. We start to say, all right, well, what is possible this year? What is possible in the time that I have? What is possible with the resources that I have? And so often we... If, if we don't give ourselves that space to dream without moving into thinking and planning, we really can limit our dreaming and the size of the dreams that we could start to pursue. So I always say, hey, try to give yourself some space to dream before you start to think, before you start to plan, before you start to you know, process all of those things. It's a, a, an example that I use to illustrate this point is, I, um, do you ride bikes? I don't know. Yes. Okay. Yes. So how fast do you suppose you could go on your... Uh, how fast do you suppose you could go on a bike, push bike? Oh my, oh, okay. You know, I want to say, I don't know, 30 miles per hour, maybe 28 miles an hour. Right, right, right. So that's fast, right? 35. If you go 30 mile an hour on a bike, you're feeling it, right? Like that's, that's, you know, almost scary fast. How fast do you think a human could go on a bike? How fast do you suppose, you know, somebody could, that's like a professional, like in the short shorts out in the, you know, French Alps or whatever. How fast are those people go? That's a great question. I'm, I'm just going to say, let's say they read it. They can reach a top speed of 45 miles per hour. 45 miles an hour is a great goal. It's like, that's, like, that's a great guess, right? So the reason why I ask this is what we just did is we quantified. We, we went with relative goal setting. So I asked you, what do you think is possible, right? You said 30, 25, right? You took it from your experience and then you thought, all right, all right, when I've watched the Tour de France, when I've watched ESPN, maybe 35, 45, 55, all of those things. Now, what's wild about that is John Howard in 1985, okay, he asked himself a question, a different type of question. He said, what if somebody could go 150 miles an hour on a bike? Now, he was a triathlete at the time. He was trying to get more notoriety for bikes all of those things. So he didn't ask himself, how fast do I think I could go? How fast could somebody go? He asked himself, what if somebody could go 150 miles an hour or more on a bike? And then he worked back from that, right? Like that's a quantum leap forward. He allowed himself to dream before he started to think, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what's incredible about this is in 1985, not only did he rock an amazing mustache, just Google him, you'll see what I'm talking about, but he went 154 miles an hour on a bicycle under his own power. Now he did that on the salt flats. He originally strapped himself to a drag race car and it got him up to about 125 on his own. And then he got to 154 on his own. Um, now what I love about that story is I think so often what we do is that relativism that we quantify by comparison versus starting with what if, right? So I always love to say dream first, then start to think. Now, the reason why I bring this up in your questions with goals is goals are fantastic. Goals tend to be more specific. Goals tend to be quantifiable. And that is great. It helps you to start moving into that process. But what I find is that too often people start to goal set 
too early and they don't give themselves that, that real opportunity to dream. So I believe that the process starts with dreaming. Then we move into thinking, planning, and then goal setting, which is to be more specific. That's when we start to put timelines to it. That's when we maybe even put budget to it all of those things. And that's when a goal starts, or, you know, when that dream starts to become more tangible and probably more achievable. Right. And then we start to do, that's that third step in that process. So I really do believe that goal setting is wildly important. We just don't want to start it too early because sometimes we'll shut down those bigger dreams and, uh, you know, and not pursue them. Yeah. It puts the brakes on, on what you're doing. I see exactly what, exactly. I love how you just broke that down. It's funny as, as you're talking about the guy going over a hundred miles per hour on his bike, all I envisioned was me on a bike and my hands just trembling side to <laughs> side. As I was- I'd be freaking out for crying out loud. <laughs> my man. Uh, like, so I, I love that story and people have beat that speed record, but I love the thought of him doing that in 1985, man. Like it's just incredible. Incredible. And that's, that's what I see. And I see so many people say, oh, I'd love to do that. You know, I'd love to do that dream or, you know, they dream of something at work and say, well, you know, maybe if we had a 3% increase last year, maybe we could go for a 5% increase. Right. It's like, okay, yeah, that is quantifying. That is relativism. That is that comparison. Right. But to say, look, what would it take to do a quantum leap forward and to ask yourself some of those questions? Uh, You know, it's bold, it's risky, but at the same time, it can make life amazing. Hey, everyone, it's Antonio jumping in to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my good friends at Caldera Lab, named by GQ as the best natural face serum for men. Caldera Labs Look Good is made 100% from plants and is an amazing non-toxic skincare product. I personally use this product and I love it. It makes my skin look and feel really smooth and fresh. Hands down, this is by far the best my skin has ever looked and felt. Made from 27 active plant botanicals, it took over two years of working with chemists and herbalists to develop the formula. It's made for all guys and all skin types. It works good whether you have a beard, bald head, or dry scalp. Bottom line, it keeps your skin looking fantastic, fresh, and moisturized. As a special offer to the Best Thing Podcast listeners, you can receive 20% off your first purchase of the good. Just head on over to calderalab.com and use the discount code Antonio at the checkout. Once again, head on over to calderalab.com and use the discount code Antonio at checkout. Best of all, you can try the good 100% risk-free. If you don't love it after 60 days, they will refund you in full. All of this information is in the show notes. Okay, back to my conversation with Mitch Matthews. 100%. I'm even thinking right now just within corporate America. Like if we allowed folks to dream versus just do that goal planning, what a difference it could be and how inspired people could get and the different results that we could get. Um, I want to talk about the Dream Together app here for a yes. second. And for folks who are listening right now, I, I invite you to take some time to go download this uh, amazing Dream Together app. It's easy to find in any app store. Um, it sounds like the Dream Together app was a, a bit of a, a quote unquote happy accident that, that happened right. in your home. Can, can you tell us about that and how yeah, this app absolutely. actually got started? Yeah. So it's funny, this, this um, app 
definitely got started by a happy accident. And it, we will say it was proudly, it, the Genesis was proudly analog. Um, and that was a number of years ago, I was working on one of my own entrepreneurial goals and everything had been working. And uh, then in one particular month, everything fell apart. Um, and you've, you know, hopefully you haven't, but I know you have had those kinds of experiences before too. But in this one month, we were working on this product and all of a sudden the designer that we've been working with for months, her computer crashed and she lost all, all of our files. We were working with a manufacturer and all of a sudden that, you know, relationship started to crumble. And then we got hit with all these financial things all at once. And I'll tell you what, you know, what I thought was is this dream journey really had become a nightmare. And I was sitting in my office on a Saturday morning, thinking, praying, lamenting, right? And trying to figure out how to quit, how to walk away uh, from this dream. And as I was sitting there, I got, I got racked by this realization. And that was, we were trying to do it alone. I was trying to do it by myself. And uh, it was a very humbling moment, you know? And I started to think, well, maybe I could ask some of my friends for help? What would that look like? And then I started to think, well, if I asked them for help on my dream, maybe I, I'd like to know about some of their dreams. And I realized, oh my gosh, I don't really know about my friend's dreams either. And so I hatched this idea um, and it was to invite some of our friends over to our house to do what I mentioned, you know, that we now do, you know, at events around the country when it's safe to do so, where we just invited our friends over to come and write down dreams on goals or dreams on sheets of paper. And then we put them up on the walls of our house and just, you know, look at each other's dreams to see if we can help each other out, write each other notes of encouragement, offers to help, uh, you know, different ideas, suggestions, solutions, all of those things. And uh, my wife went for it. I think she kind of thought, well, what could it hurt? <laughs> you know, we're already in the hole. Let's just go for it. And so we invited 30 friends over and it was a weird idea. It was short notice all of those things, but 29 of those friends showed up and we thought it was just going to be for a couple of hours on a Tuesday night, but we lost control of this thing. And, uh, it went for a full week. Those people wow. started inviting people. We had strangers in the house, just posting their dreams. And it was absolutely amazing. And it was, it was incredible to see people give themselves permission to dream, but also fall in love with and become reacquainted with the joy of helping someone else, whether that person is somebody you know or a complete stranger, there's just something about helping some someone with their dream. And we had all sorts of dreams get help. We Our dream got help and we were able to get that product in stores by Christmas, but a bunch of other people got help too, uh, including one woman. Um, it's amazing. She wanted to help these kids in Africa that were living in a garbage dump and she never left the state of Iowa, basically. So like for her, it might as well have been to say, I want to help kids living on the moon, uh, you know, and she didn't have the time, didn't have the resources, didn't have the money to do it. But she put that dream up. And what's amazing is a number of people encouraged her and one person that didn't even knew her, gave her a thousand dollars to help her with this trip. And so wow. within six months of that event in our home, she was in Africa helping these kids. And what's incredible about that is, is that it's, that story has continued to play out. And she and her husband now are actually going to be adopting a couple of those kids. They're in the process of that, which is just incredible to think about. And that's one of those examples of you just never know where a dream's going to take you. But we just decided, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And so we've been doing those events around the country uh, for years since that first event. But we, you know, 
interestingly enough, we had started this process before anybody ever said COVID and the only people talking about pandemic were Walking Dead fans. But we mm-hmm. we all of a sudden said, oh my gosh, there's a need for this app like no other time. Um, you know, it's the same idea of being able to help you get clear on some of your dreams, uh, you know, and put them in one place where you post them, but then also connect with other like-minded people to see if you can help each other out. And it's been incredible to see people from around the world are connecting and, and just encouraging each other, offering, you know, advice, solutions, suggestions, books to read, websites, all of those things to be able to say, let's, let's work together to make this happen. And so it's, it's been, um, an absolute amazing journey. And, you know, the irony of it is, is that that first dream event that we held in our home, I thought was an act of total desperation, but it's also led me to uncover, uh, you know, a dream, a passion I didn't even know was in me. And that's led us to the million dream goal as well. Yeah. I love that. It started with the physical people in your home based on some challenges you were going through. And now folks can pick up their phone and they can get, uh, they can start, you know, dreaming once again, by the way, in the midst of speaking right there, I don't know if you know this, but there was a book title that came out. It's called the joy of helping someone else. Oh, that's awesome. Right. You said that you said those words. I'm like, that's a book title, the joy (laughs) of helping someone else. And what's amazing as you were talking, man, and I want you to talk a little bit about some of the things you've learned from seeing strangers help each other. Over the course of my life, Mitch, I've learned that sometimes my personal biggest breakthroughs come when I'm helping someone else. Isn't that amazing? I'm curious if that's something similar you've seen uh, with the app, but also just in general with your events. Well, absolutely. Well, that's, that's what I love is, you know, people would come to these events uh, you know, some people would be excited. Some people would be drugged there by their mom or their friend. You know, they didn't really want to be there. They were reluctantly there. But more often than not, you know, people would know, okay, there must be some sort of dreaming component to this, you know, some sort of goal setting event. But the the helping and encouraging component that usually got lost in the mix. But people didn't usually talk about that when they were inviting them to these events. But what was incredible is to see the light bulbs start to go off. When, when you would start to walk around, we would always say it's like, you know, walking around the Smithsonian of dreaming and you would start to see these dreams on the walls and you would start to see, you know, half of this dream sheet was an area for people to talk about their dream. And then half of the dream sheet was for people to write down comments, suggestions, encouragement, uh, you know, offers to help all of those things. And it, it always blew me away where you would see these reluctant dreamers that would come in. Hey, and I'm a skeptical guy. Like I totally understand why somebody would be somewhat, you know, skeptical and potentially even cynical walking into an event like this. You could see that just start to melt as they would see others helping, you know, strangers helping each other. And I mean, Antonio, you can just imagine you've been to some of these events, but it's absolutely incredible to see people that, probably wouldn't cross the street to help someone, you know, if they, if they saw them, right. Uh, you know, just because of how divided our world might be or the clothes that somebody wears or the haircut that somebody's got. Well, a lot of times that's stripped away because we really allow people to post their dreams anonymously if they choose to. So, I mean, we've had people that have been openly racist offer to help somebody of, you know, a, a, a background or a color that they wouldn't normally associate with, and all of a sudden become friends. I mean, because they started to pursue this together, they were able to see each other through different lenses. Um, we've had people become great friends. We, uh, you know, we've had people I always say, 
you know, we oftentimes are reluctant to talk about where we need help because we might think that would reveal a weakness, right? That that might reveal some way that we're, you know, lacking in some way. Um, but I always say, you know, when you're using the app or when you're at one of these events, it's a little bit like you're walking around with a puzzle piece, right? And if you have a need, you're looking for somebody with a puzzle piece that matches up. And if you're, we're kind of a puzzle family. I'm not a huge fan of puzzles, but we'll do them around the holidays. And man, when you find that one piece, is not is that not the best feeling ever where it's like click, click, right? And that's so often what happens is when somebody asks for help on a dream, Oftentimes what we've seen revealed is the way that, you know, somebody can swoop in and help is that person's dream. And we had one, we did one at the university of uh, Nevada, Reno, and we had one student come in and uh, she said she wanted to really get in shape. And um, she left it anonymous. You could tell it was probably a little bit of a, a touchy subject for her. She wanted to lose some weight. She wanted to get in shape. Well, unbeknownst to her, somebody put just about a foot away from her dream sheet that person put, Hey, someday I think I want to be a trainer. And interestingly enough, that wasn't what her degree was in. That wasn't necessarily something her parents were super excited about, but it's because she never really had the chance to prove herself. And these two dreamers connected and we got a picture with them. They were just beaming because, you know, their dreams, we always say that those dreams were complementary and they helped each other. And what's been fun is we've been able to follow that story out and they have been able to work out. But not only that, they've actually become great friends. And, um, you know, and that's that's what's beautiful, too, is that so often when we're open to asking for help and open to giving help, everybody gets encouraged and it doesn't always work out you know, perfectly. And it's not always a Hallmark movie kind of ending, but oftentimes it is. And it's one of those things to be able to say, if, if somebody wasn't willing to ask for help, if somebody wasn't willing to offer help, you just never know what might happen. So why not? Why not try? Yeah. I love that. What I really like about that is, you know, in my book, I talk a lot about allies and how important yeah. it is to have these folks in your life that encourage you, inspire you, challenge you, push you and hold you accountable. And the question I always get when I'm doing a talk or an event is Antonio, where, where, where can I find these allies that you, yeah. <laughs> that you speak of? And guess what? You can find them at events like this. You can find them in the Dream Together app. Like you're looking for these people. They are right there. They're, they're looking for support. You can support them. It is completely a win-win. Mitch, this will be my last question for you. And of course, we're going to have information. You can tell us in a moment about where yeah. folks can learn more about the Dream Together app. But I want to put you on the spot because it's my podcast and I can do that. Because <laughs> you have uh, the ability, yes. Because I have the ability to do so. I would love if you'd be willing to share one of your dreams with our, with our listeners. Mm, I love that. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'll share it with you because you're actually going to get to kind of be a part of it. Right. Um, so what's funny is, and this is an illustration. So for about 20 years, I have had a dream of owning an Akita dog. And what's, what's interesting, if, if you're familiar, you know, if your listeners are familiar with the Akita, the Akita, I believe is an absolutely beautiful breed but it's not for everybody. Um, they are uh, anywhere from 75 to sometimes 150 pounds. They are, um, they're massive, they're beautiful, they're loyal, all of those things. They take some work, um, all of that. Now, I can tell you that in years past when I've had this dream, it hasn't been the right season. And I bring that up because I think that's important. Sometimes when you get clear on a dream, you may realize it's not the right season for that dream. And so 
that's an important thing to recognize to say, hey, it might not be the right season for that dream, but that doesn't make it a bad dream. Like you may have some dreams right now that are not practical and not realistic based on your current economic status or based on this season that we're in with the pandemic, but that doesn't make them bad dreams. It just means, hey, we need to hold on to those dreams. We maybe need to pursue other dreams. We need to have, you know, go after and experiment with dreams that help us to prepare for some of those bigger dreams that are, you know, down the road in the different season. Well, interestingly enough, a number of things have happened, but COVID and the pandemic being one of them has actually helped us to functionally change a lot of the way that we do our business. And so, uh, you know, like you, I used to spend a ton of time traveling, um, but in this last year and a half, we had really shifted our business where I can do a lot more and not have to travel. And, uh, you know, other things changed in our world and in our life and in our home where my wife and I are becoming empty nesters, all of that. So we've got some extra space in the house for a 125 pound dog or whatever. So my wife and I prayed about it, talked about it. And interestingly enough, there's a fun story behind it, but we met someone with Akitas in L.A., um, and it's, it was an interesting process. That's probably for another conversation, but it just confirmed that this is somebody that we should stay connected with. And I connected with him about a year and a half ago when it still wasn't the right season. But when I got the nudge that it was time, I reached out to him and he said, Oh my gosh, we just had puppies. Do you want one of them? And it's just incredible. So we're coming out to LA. Um, we're going to see you guys, you and your family, and you're going to get to meet the puppy. Some of the first people to get to meet the puppy and all of that. And so it's, this is a dream in many ways that has been playing out over the last 20 years. And there's been seasons where I thought, ah, it's probably just not going to happen. Right. But I just kind of held on to it, just continued to lean into it, continued to do little things to prepare for it. And in this season, it's still going to be messy, but it's going to be amazing, right? And so um, I want to encourage somebody that, you know, as you're thinking about this, if some dreams come to mind where it's just not the right season, don't beat yourself up for that. Write those things down, capture those things, find different ways to experiment, find some different ways to research, find some different people that have maybe walked out a similar dream and learn from them. Don't beat yourself up that it's not the right season. Know that the right season will be coming and just lean into it. And uh, my guess is it's going to happen in that right timing for you. Oh, that's beautiful. I really appreciate you, you sharing that. And just a reminder that how important it is sometimes to put those things out there, whether we write them down, right. whether we say them out loud, whether we share them with others. Like you said, it may not be the right season today, but when we speak it, you know, it can come into existence. And, that, and that's so exciting. I can't wait to meet this dog. I can't wait to see you and your family out here. <laughs> I, I can't it's, wait either, man. It's it's perfect that all of it's coming together and then we're going to get to see the Nev's family and hang out. Oh, it's going to be great. So this has been a fun conversation. I mean, just getting my brain going again on, on dreaming. I'm thinking about dreaming for my family as well. Uh, but for people who want to learn more about this Dream Together app, where's the best place for them to go get more information? Absolutely. So they can find out more about me at MitchMatthews.com. Um, and they can find out and go directly to the links they need for the Dream Together app by going to dreamtogether.co. Beautiful. And all those links are going to be in the show notes. We can't wait to hear about uh, your dreams and what you're creating. So Mitch, I can't thank you enough for being willing uh, to come back on the podcast to talk about this, man. You're the man. I, I so appreciate you being a part of this whole journey. And so it's fun to get to celebrate this whole thing with you, my man. All right, you got it. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Mitch Matthews. For more information about the episode, just head on over to my website at theantonionevs.com. 
There, you can also sign up to receive five questions that can change your life for absolutely free. Now, if you still haven't left your review for the Best Thing Podcast, I'm going to walk you through the process right now. It's only going to take you 10 seconds. Just look at your phone screen. Click where it says the best thing, which is in purple. If you're not seeing this, then you're probably listening to this on a different app. I want you to click on where it says listen on Apple Podcasts, and then you'll see the purple link. Click on that. Scroll down past all the previous episodes to where it says ratings and reviews. All you need to do is tap the star on the far right and you've left a five-star rating. I truly thank you in advance for taking those 10 seconds to do that. Seriously, I truly appreciate it. And thank you again for listening. Thank you for sharing this episode with your friends and your community. I will see you back here next week with another amazing episode. In the meantime, remember that the best is ahead. When you work and believe like the best is ahead, things begin to change for the better. Never forget, you have a say in this.